Welcome to the Relational Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Thompson, joined by my co-host, Austin Hill. Today, we're in part two in our conversation on being realistic and focused. We hope you enjoy. That you and I are loved. That God loves us. And that because we're loved, we can trust God. So repentance is really coming home to reality, coming home to what is actually true and actually good and actually beautiful. And and it allows me to trust again. And Jim and Rich posed this question. They, they said, when you think of God thinking of you, what do you think he's thinking? Because I think a lot of us think of a taskmaster or an enemy or someone who hates us or someone who's so disappointed when at the end of the day, as we see in Luke chapter 15 in the Bible, like God is a God who is praying for us who is waiting for us to come home. Hmm. And it's because of God's love for us that we can have the capacity to trust again, because without trust, we have nothing. So we can have the capacity to trust ourselves again, to try again, because many of you are in a pattern where you feel like you're never going to get over it. You're never going to be able to stop. You're never going to be able to turn. You're never going to be able to stop this. And because God loves you, you you can trust yourself again. You can trust others again. You can try again. You can get up again. Man. So that's a lot to just throw out yeah. there. But, um, what, what's your initial reaction to that? The layers. There's layers in this one. Um, I feel like every single one of those things that you listed, like just what we, I feel like we could talk a long time about like what it means to be a realistic and then even longer about what it means to be focused for me personally, those two are tough ones. Um, a, it's being an eternal optimist means often re, realism kind of gets lost when I'm brainstorming or dreaming about something. And realism is, was in an unhealthy way, often seen as an enemy and then being focused it, it's like in its own weird way, it became this like negative boundary. Mm. Um, those are the first things that pop, popped up in my head of how like old behavior, unhealthy behavior around those. But then when you list, and then when you listed what those five things are in order to help us be realistic and focused in a healthy way. And each of those is like a 30 minute conversation, but we don't, we aren't going to be able to do that. So um, <laughs> when I said there's layers, it's just kind of like, which one, I think the one that is most impactful for me that stands out the most is uh, realism is not a, is for me connected to limits and losses, which we've talked about before. But it, it's again knowing what I can control, and then being honest about what those things are, and how do I really uh, focus on what that is. Mm. Um, so there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of like I think overlapping things that we do um, that I think I don't think we give ourselves credit for often is when we're thinking about how to change like if I'm not intentional about what I'm focusing on I'm never going to hit even a portion of what my goals are and often my goals could be may or may not be realistic so there's like multiple parts to this so it's not just one of those things where we're like we well, you know just you know stop doing that or just do it this way and we're good to go yeah 
And I, I don't want to take this down too much of a rabbit trail. I, I love where you're going and I want to continue to hear you respond to this because you're hearing this for the first time. But when you say the word realism, I want to make sure we're defining what we're saying. When we're talking about being realistic, I think it's helpful to talk about the opposite of that. The opposite of that is fantasy or idealism. And if you're going to try to get out of addiction, you're going to have to be realistic. Here's a fantasy. Here's a fantasy example. If I've spent 10 years in addiction, active addiction, and I think I'm going to go in, in, a, in, in a program for seven days and come out and, and, and my, all my old patterns are gone. I am living in a fantasy. Yep. Uh, I, would, I would even take it even further and say it's a fantasy to be in addiction for two years, come into a program for 13 months and think I will never experience temptation again to use. Yes. That's a fantasy. Now there's miracles. And that temptation may feel a little different, but I feel like temptation is something we have all the time and we can either see it as a curse or a blessing. I think part of what the time away from something, an unhealthy habit or behavior is knowing that temptation is a blessing because it's an opportunity for us to choose. Are we going to depend on our own grit? Are we going to depend on the grit of depending on someone else and realizing we need other people? Yes. I've got to be realistic about my change. Okay. One of my worldview beliefs is like, if it, if I, if I, if I do a lot of things to get stuck, I'm going to have to do a lot of things to get unstuck. Or in other words, if I've spent a long time being stuck, I'm going to have to spend a good bit of time getting unstuck. Like it's not going to happen overnight if I've been stuck <laughs> in a, for a long time. Yeah. So, so like, I don't want to leave people feeling hopeless, but if we're going to change, we got to be realistic. We got to be realistic. Yeah. We got to, we got to take off the fantasy goggles and we've got to look ourselves in the mirror. We got to say, listen, I want something better for my life, but it's going to take some grit. I'm not, I'm going to, I'm, it's going to be hard and I'm, and I can't give up. It's going to take some intentionality if I'm just going to kind of twiddle my thumbs and hope that the sky doesn't fall. Like I've got to like work at this. It's going to take community. I can't do it alone. And by community, it doesn't mean we surround ourselves with a bunch of people that are in the same mess we are. We we want to surround ourselves with people that are trying to change like we are. We're going to have to be honest and we're going to have to know that that grace is throughout all this, that, that man, God is pursuing us even in our mess. Come home. Come home to God's love. Quit going back. Quit going back to the mess. That's going to kill you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Relational Recovery Podcast. We'll be back on Monday with part three in our conversation. We'll see you then.